I wouldn't touch that. Right. Oh, so oh, Mike, wh- why do you think anyone would ever want to touch you? Exactly. <laughs> that was my first thought. That was my first thought. Let me tell you, <laughs> I don't know if you saw, but I, because I sat here and, and watched his whole deposition and I took notes because I forget things, right? <laughs> I'm getting older. I forget things. And I was disgusted. Like, I don't want this man to be our president. I just don't. I want America to have a president we can be proud of. And like you said, one that has compassion, one that knows what she's doing, (laughs) one that will stand up to our enemies and not cower, one that has walked the walk and talked the talk. She's done it in South Carolina. She did it when she was ambassador. And that is why we need a president, Nikki Haley. Exactly. Welcome to Political Contessa. I'm Jennifer Nassor, and this show is here to support your interests in center-right politics, policy, and breaking news. Listen in and discover how to awaken your inner ideal candidate. And if you're ready, how you can jump in and change the world as a runner or a supporter. Welcome to Political Contessa. If you or a friend have ever considered running or you know a woman who should, I've got something just for you. My quick guide called Secrets from the Campaign Trail. It will show you five signs to tell you you're ready to enter the political arena. To get these tips, and learn about all new podcast episodes and ways to get involved, head over to politicalcontessa.com. Hello, and welcome to Political Contessa. This is Jennifer Nassor, and I am your Political Contessa. We are having, holy cow, a very interesting time in politics. I feel like every time I do a podcast, it becomes an interesting time in politics, Because why? Congress is crazy. And we're in the midst of the 2024 election. There's just so much to talk about that sometimes I don't even know which way I should go on a podcast. But my favorite subject right now, I have two favorite subjects. One is the state of New Hampshire, because I live in terrible Massachusetts. Massachusetts, if I haven't told you before, pretty much sucks in our politics. But next door to us is wonderful New Hampshire. It is literally the home of the brave and the free. And so with me today, I have the former Speaker Pro Tem of the New Hampshire House of Representatives, Kim Rice. So Kim was elected to office. She just got out last December. God bless her. And she is definitely someone who I have a tremendous amount of respect for. She is the type of woman who I love seeing in office. But she is working on two very important campaigns right now. One is Kelly Ayotte, who's running for governor of New Hampshire. And the other one is my girl, Nikki Haley. So we get to uh, text all day together and collaborate on Nikki Haley stuff. So, Kim, welcome to Political Contessa. Hi, thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. Oh, it's so awesome. This is like my favorite thing to just talk about all day long is politics, but more importantly, what is going on? So so you want to talk a little bit about your career, how you got involved in politics, and then we could dive into all the fun stuff? Sure, sure. So I started, I was 
my husband went through a, a bad divorce. And then when we met, his former wife decided that that she was going to take the kids from him. And and we got home from vacation with the kids and he had a parenting plan that made him an every other weekend father when he had the kids 60% of the time. And I said, oh, no, this this isn't going to work. And we were had spent so much money trying to get the kids back. Like it ripped the kids out of our home. They were devastated. And I said, this is not going to work. I need to run for office to change this. So that's what I did. I eventually became chair of the Children and Family Law Committee. I I was successful in getting a lot of things changed. And I just rose through the ranks. I don't know how it just happened. It was never anything I strived to be. But it happened. And but I think that my greatest accomplishment that I'm most proud of is the No Patient Left um, Alone Act that came from COVID, where we make sure that no one will ever die alone, regardless of a pandemic. Someone will always have a loved one by their side. They will have one designated family member that will be by their side to root them on. I lost my brother. Um, two, it'll be two years in November out in Hawaii. And But when I got out there, he was intubated and the, the doctors kept telling me he was going to die. But when I got out there, he started to wake up and the doctor came in and said, you're his medicine. Aww. And I said, how many people died of COVID or COVID-related symptoms that didn't have their medicine. And another colleague of mine, Representative Judy Aaron, brought this bill to my attention. And I said, I need to sponsor that bill and see it through. And it got signed into law. And I was I was very proud of that. Oh, wow. So that's amazing. That's my to, to, to this day, I think that's my my greatest accomplishment, the thing I'm most proud of, even though it's not what I actually <laughs> ran for office for, it just became something that I really championed and, and was very happy about. But yep, then I got out and now here we are championing Nikki Haley for president who is soaring to great heights in New Hampshire. She just surpassed Ron DeSantis in the polls in New Hampshire to be second. And again, you know, Nikki Haley's been underestimated several times. And I think we're going to find out she's being underestimated again. And I think she's going to surprise a lot of people. Oh, I think so. I did a podcast a couple of months ago. So I was looking around to see, I mean, I've always loved Nikki. I always thought she was amazing. I started following her when she was governor. I had the pleasure of meeting her at the 2012 convention. So I just always thought that she was just the coolest. And I was thinking, well, you know, you guys in New Hampshire, it's so close. I'm kind of at a point in my life where my kids are more self-sufficient. They're older. It might be easier to get over to New Hampshire and campaign and actually be involved on a presidential. And so I was looking to see who I wanted. And Nikki Haley, from the very beginning, just struck me as the best candidate. And I had a phone call with her and I, I'm a lawyer and I ask lawyer ask questions. And because I've been in politics for 30 years, I also pretty well versed on the things that I see that are important, especially if I'm out there talking to my friends, right? We all have to, we all have to kind of gauge it by what would our children say? What would our friends say? What would our parents say? What would a sibling say? And, and I always think if I'm going to support someone, 
I want to be, I want to do what I do with my friends. I want to say I would throw myself in front of a bus for that person. And that was how, when I talked to her and she answered my questions, honestly, and not trying to dance around topics. And I went on and I did a podcast. I'm like, I actually found like the person I would throw myself in front of a bus for. And it and it's her. And it makes me so proud as a mom of three girls to have this woman who's my age, who's a mom, who is so accomplished. She's compassionate. She's smart, brilliant, I'll say. But she she has all the skills and she has everything. If you're baking something, like she has all the ingredients to make a perfect president. And we haven't seen anything like her at all. That, that I know of, at least in my lifetime, in running for president. And I, I'm so excited to see that it's the slow and the steady, the slow and steady and the grassroots. And you see it in New Hampshire. I see it from you guys. But the grassroots movement of support behind her is, I think, what's elevating her up those poll numbers. What are you seeing? Well, so it's interesting that you're talking about your daughters. My daughter... Because in New Hampshire, independents and Democrats have until October 6th to go and change their party affiliation. I'm the proudest mom because my daughter went and changed her party affiliation to Republican so that she can vote for Nikki Haley in the primary. Oh, that's awesome. She won. The fact that my daughter is tough. (laughs) So the fact that she won her over, it could have also been I took my my three year old granddaughter with me to a Nikki Haley event. And she, got to, and she got to meet Miss Nikki. And, and when we were walking out, I said to her, I said, Kendall, do you know that Miss Nikki is going to be the next president of the United States? And, and, and Kendall went, yes, my no. And my granddaughter is never wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, the thing about Nikki is she's never going to tell you what she thinks she want to hear. She is going to tell you hard truths. And that's what I love about her. She is straight up and honest. And the best thing about her, in my opinion, is her foreign policy. Right. So I've also been touched um, by the fentanyl crisis. Right. I've lost a family member to fentanyl. She knows China needs to be handled head on. Right. No more handling these people with kid gloves. We can't do it. America can't afford it, right? And we don't live on an island. She knows the importance of Ukraine winning this war. And she tells you, and people walk out believers. People may come in questioning her her, policy on Ukraine, but when they leave, they're like, that makes sense. I get it. I understand it. Right. And that's why I'm like, more people need to listen to Nikki Haley. Right. Because she makes sense. She she says it clearly. So people get it. And I just want more people to hear her. But she doesn't need to have a giant stadium. Right. Because that's not Nikki Haley style. She knows New Hampshire voters. She knows the importance of retail politics here in New Hampshire. She knows how important it is to meet each and every voter eye to eye, shake each and every hand. And that's what she does at her events. 
and whether it's it's coming up to the stage, she stops on the way. I mean, she was great at one event. She stopped. She was this woman wanted a selfie and God love her. She did not know what she was doing with her phone. And Nikki's like, here, let me help you. She stops. She's turning the camera around for her and she's getting the photo with her. It was just wonderful. She's just so great with people, but she stops, she talks to everyone. She listens. She genuinely cares. I've never seen a candidate like this, that, that you can just, you can genuinely feel her earnest in her. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Yeah. That, I, that's There's exactly. not a phony bone in that woman's body. Right. You know, it's interesting when, so I had her here in Massachusetts back in the spring and you say that, and she, I had her in a room with about 50 people and a lot, I had maybe 10 teenagers who are going to be able to vote in the election, in the, in the primary and in the general and including two of my daughters and the girls, the, the teenagers from 17 to 19 that were in that room, actually a couple of kids were 21. They walked away saying, I would vote for her because she talked like they would understand, Mm -hmm. right? She said things that made sense. When she talks about energy, when she talks about climate, when she talks about abortion, right? When she talks about things that and it makes sense to them. And, and I think that that's the connectivity that mm-hmm. so yes. many politicians do not have. And so it's like what you're saying about Ukraine. I mean, I've had people say to me, oh, you know, she's a warmonger. I'm like, really? Because you're a Republican. And what's so funny is that us being dominant is really important to the fabric of the United States. And people look to us to make sure that they're safe. And, and we have a choice. We let Russia go in and take over and then keep coming. Oh, huh. That sounds really familiar. I feel like there was this guy. Um, his name was Hitler. Yeah, that's it. It was him. He did something like that. And we had to come in and lose lots of lives. And instead, this is how we're handling it, right? And so the whole thing with China, oh, we should play footsie. We should pl- definitely play footsie with Putin. We should play footsie with Russia and China and and just let them take over. Why? Right? I mean, we're already, we already let them take over the minds of our kids with TikTok. Now we're saying, oh, okay, you've been in our homes. You've seen all of our children. You know how dumb they all are, that they are all doing whatever it is you tell them to do. It's like Simon says touch your head. No, that's right. what they do. And and she's the one who's saying, absolutely not. I'm going to get out there. I'm going to tell them, here's what we're doing and here's the plan. And the way she approaches it, I think with voters is the same way she would approach it with any of the other world leaders. If you don't like it, I actually, it doesn't matter. Like This is the thing that's good. This is the thing that's right. And here's how we're approaching it. Because a lot of these things like her her stance on abortion, she could dance around that thing right. all day long if she wanted to. And she hasn't. Her stance on climate change, right? She's the only one that was up there in the first debate that said, it's real, right? I mean, it's like, yeah, it, yeah. yeah, it's 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 a real thing, but it's not just all on us. And I and I love that she does that because that's what a leader is, right? That's a right. leader is someone who tells you like it is and doesn't tell you the thing that you want to hear. That's exactly. going to make you feel good. 
She doesn't she doesn't back down. The other thing, too, about everybody calling her a warmonger. First of all, the first thing she's trying to do is prevent World War Three. Right. right? <laughs> so I'm not sure why they're calling her. a warmonger. It's ridiculous. And second of all, her husband's in the military. She right. doesn't want war. I've lost my mind. She does not want war, but she does. She's telling things that that the other candidates don't want to say until they see how popular it is with her. And then I all of a sudden start seeing ads and I'm like, well, oh, look at that. Hmm. Nikki was saying that three months ago. Oh, but now they're they're okay with saying it. Hmm. I guess imitation is the highest form of flattery, right? (laughs) Because I see it. I pay attention to this stuff and I see it. I mean, I could be calling them out on Twitter, but I don't because I think people are observant enough to see it for themselves also. Yeah. Right. But and, and clearly the voters are seeing it because Nikki is soaring to second place in New Hampshire. Clearly Donald Trump is noticing it because now he is attacking Nikki, which I say, hooray, right? Because, because that means she's doing something really good. <laughs> well, you know, I, I always think when that happens, there's internal polling, right? There's yes. information that his campaign has that is making them concerned yeah. about her, that I would be concerned. He's going to keep going up. And what happens? Because if you look at the numbers of people, even his, so not us, not the people who aren't Donald Trump supporters, but right. even if you look at Donald Trump supporters, I think the number is like six out of 10 of them would look at another candidate. Mm-hmm. So they support him. But look, as, as a former party chair, you know, and you being a former elected official, we both know something very, very important that not everyone who comments about races knows at the end of the day, you need to win a general election. Exactly. Nothing else matters. It's like the Super Bowl of all Super Bowls. Mm -hmm. So you could get through the primary and then what? And And then then I don't think Joe Biden is actually going to run. I think they're going to replace him with Gavin Newsom. I do. T- I have been saying that for months. Newsom's Newsom's yes. pick for for a temporary uh, yeah. U.S. senator to fill um, Diane Feinstein's seat gets him off the hook for being a white, middle aged, wealthy yep. guy. Yep. And then they could put him into office. They could take out Kamala. He's everyone is fine. Everyone is happy. The Democrats do exactly what the Democrats do. They're hypocrites. So they put in another white man as president. And then and then who we have Donald Trump running against him. Come on. In the meantime, Nikki Haley, like what a great fight that would be. Nikki Haley against Gavin Newsom. Like that's that will soar ratings. That will make people energize. And by the way, she will kick his ass. Yes, she will. <laughs> Absolutely. Without even really trying. Without even trying. Right? Without because even... she's so effortless. Exactly. I mean, it's you see so her numbers fun. with Biden. She's already yeah. six points ahead of Biden. And that was weeks ago. Weeks right. Ago. That, so so think of where she's going. And and I think the energy that you feel in New Hampshire is really it's palpable. And I think yeah. that when when push comes to shove and people have to vote and they say, who can beat Biden, Newsom, Gretchen Whitmere, whoever they put in there. Exactly. It's only her. It comes down. It's yeah. only her. And I think that's going to start showing 
months, even as as the primaries go on down to other states too. I think you're only going to see her popularity grow because people are going to talk more and more about it. And then one, and I swear to God, I've been saying the same thing about Newsom and I have said it and I, I, I've been telling anybody who will listen <laughs> that you have to watch it. He's going to come into play. This is that whole DeSantis Newsom debate. Mm-hmm. Come on people. Right. Watch him. Right. And her and him. Oh, come on. (laughs) It's like pull pull out the popcorn and the wine and sit there and watch. I mean, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because he's smug. He's smug and he hasn't done anything. And he's got 40 million people in his state. Most of them hate him. Most of them don't know where his politics are. He hasn't done anything for the state of California. And and I think when you look at the crime that's there, when you look at the taxes there, they get to kind of live on their on their own little island because they're so far away from the center of power and the press. Right. I mean, they're so far away from where the national press really is that I think once he has to go and he hasn't been tested nationally. And I think once he has to get on a big national stage, he knows nothing about foreign policy. She will wipe the floors clean with him on foreign policy. He knows nothing about the economy, clearly, because you see what's going on in California. He knows nothing about public safety. The border, if I was him, I would be jumping up and down about the border being as open as it is and so many people Mm -hmm. coming in. And so I think that that would be amazing. But I think that Democrats are are Democrats and independents who are not sure which way they're going to go are are definitely missing what is actually happening because Joe Biden can't run. Every single day we see more and more of yeah. of his of his and it's sad. I feel like it's elder abuse and I and I oh, really want to talk elder. about it. Yeah. It's like I I feel bad saying it because I don't I I'm not being mean, but no. it's it is really unfortunate to watch someone deteriorate oh. like that in front of your eyes in such a public setting. And the fact his family hasn't said to him, you know what? Listen, you're not going to be the one that's going to be Donald Trump because it's not going to be Donald Trump. Right. It's going to be Nikki Haley. You're going to get oh. creamed. And in the meantime, you may not even make it there. And Kamala, that oh. woman that you don't let speak because she's actually worse than you. Right. She's going to be the next president. Yeah. And I have said from the beginning, I said, shame on the Democratic Party and shame on Joe Biden for even putting him up there when they knew he wasn't going to make it because it is elder abuse. I feel I feel bad for Joe Biden because that's the the compassionate side that comes out in me. You know what I mean? I feel bad because because any any legacy he would have had, like he could have been, he could have gone down in history as Obama's vice president, the first black president's vice president, right? And just left it at that. But no, now his legacy is as the worst president in history. He has surpassed Jimmy Carter. It's so bad. And he's going to be the president who literally had dementia and was serving as the president when we know that there are people behind the scenes really pulling the strings. This man and can't even do his job. Let's face no. it. No, he can't. I mean, his staff has to give him note cards. Mm-hmm. He he is walking into flags. He can't even figure out who right. leaders are. He doesn't remember people's names. That is that is terrible. That that they are putting him out there to yeah. pretend like he's being president. And I really don't know who's running the show over there. 
but let's okay. Let's get back to New Hampshire. Back to Nikki. <laughs> I want to. I want to get back to New Hampshire. So, yes. so what is? Tell us, like, for the those of us that don't live in New Hampshire, what is the political climate like right now? What are you feeling? There's just so much excitement going on. So we're having the first in the nation summit coming up the 13th and 14th here, where there's so many candidates coming, so many political big names coming. Rona McDaniel's McDaniel's gonna be here, Morgan Ortegas. I I love her. Yeah, I love her. <laughs> I love her. And and just so many others. So that's gonna be a big two-day, two-day extravaganza. And of course, I haven't got the latest dates for when Nikki's going to be back. I know Nikki will be here for the first in the nation. I know she'll be filing soon for the office of president of the United States (laughs) (laughs) here in the state. And it's really energized. Like when she has an event here, so many people leave with signs and that's the best part of this. You know, they come in. So, you know, the people that come in that already support her because they stop at the table, they want shirts, they want buttons. Right. But then it's the ones who leave that say, can I take this sign? You most certainly can. Here oh, wow. Too, right. At one event, we were like, we got to run out and get more signs. So that's very telling to me. And so I just think she's really going to do, I think she's going to exceed expectations. I I think right now she's polling at like 19%. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be more than that when, when the ultimate poll is done, right? right? And that's the poll on election day. Exactly. <laughs> the only one that counts. The only one that counts. Right. Exactly. Polls so. mean nothing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And of course, everybody's really energized. We are, we... New Hampshire takes their job very seriously. People in this state will tell you when you ask them who they're supporting, oh, I don't know. I haven't met everyone at least twice. Right? Wow. Like really? We are election snobs. Oh, people take it very <laughs> seriously. Like it's it's not something they take lightly. Like they want to meet the candidates. They want to be wooed. <laughs> by their candidates. You know, me, I knew who I was supporting. I had met Nikki years ago. Also, I have tremendous respect for her when, when she brought her state together after the shooting down there, when she was able to bring down that Confederate flag Mm -hmm. and the flagpole, when she tells that story, I have to tell you, that tells me how she can heal a nation. Exactly. Because she helped heal that state. And she did it in a way that was not divisive, right? She had compassion, but she was firm. And she she really just really brought them all together. And, and I can see how she can really help bring this nation back together without so much hate and divisiveness, because I think we've all had enough of it. I know I have. I don't need it anymore. And I'm quite frankly tired of it. And I think that a lot of people are. And and that's why I like Nikki. And that's why I want her to be the the president. I want to leave the chaos of the past behind us. I could not agree with you more. I mean, look at what's going on in Congress. And then the first thing that Trump does is get out there and say, oh, well, I mean, if they really wanted me to be speaker, but I don't want to be. 
who did anyone actually ask? Because I don't know. I don't know if anyone actually wants you to be president again either. Right. right? <laughs> and let me tell you. So, so Trump during this whole debacle, right, where eight Republicans voted with all the Democrats, right? Eight conservatives, eight con- voted with conservatives the voted with all the Democrats to remove our Republican speaker. Trump supposed put out a statement that said, can't Republicans ever get along? Yet, in when Matt Gates, the conservative, who voted with all the, the Democrats to remove our Republican speaker, said, oh, yes, I've been in, in contact with, with President Trump. And he made it sound like Trump was telling him something different on the phone. Yes. So people, there's a lot of BS being blown around. Right. So who do you really trust? That's what I want to know. Right. And I got to say another thing. I I have to wonder, because when I listened to Kevin McCarthy's speech, his his press conference, when he was talking about Nancy Mace and how he called her chief of staff. Right. So he was saying he kept his promises to her, but he almost made insinuations to the fact that her legislation came up. It was bad legislation and it wasn't his job to bring it through that. It was her job. And like, she almost dropped the ball and she was trying to blame him. I'm just saying. Mm. Well, Did you I catch that because I, I caught that. Yeah, that's it's an interesting point. And I think that that was a lot of what was going on there. Right. Yeah. Matt Gates, I think that for him, it was, hey, help me out with my my issues with kids yeah, um, that, yeah. you know, I'd like to make go away. And McCarthy's like, get, no, get out of here. You're right? a scumbag. You're disgusting. You shouldn't yeah. have, you and George Santos should both take the same plane exactly. to an Island someplace for misfits. Mm-hmm. Like you should right? not be elected to the United States Congress. And, right? and having that vendetta and going after someone mm-hmm. is just kind of the, the despicable nature that makes people feel yucky about, Politics. And I'll tell you here in in Massachusetts, and this is a big problem that I talk about a lot, is that people do not vote. People do not Mm. vote. They do not vote in primaries. It's about 20 percent. It makes me very sad because our elections are therefore decided by about 20, 22 percent of the electorate. And because you get a bad choice and a worse choice, and generally the worst choice is the Republican. And so then you land up with the really bad Democrat, right? Instead Mm. of having a more moderate who's in the mix from either side that is actually appealing to everyone here in Massachusetts, over 60% of our voters are considered unenrolled voters. So we can, those unenrolled can vote in the Republican or democratic primary. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of them will go vote in the Republican primary on super Tuesday because they see where their choice, they have no choices on our side. There are choices. And I think that they will end up voting for the more, the person that they feel that they can relate to more. And Mm -hmm. more importantly, because the state is skews more on the super educated side, no one wants the conflict, right? Everyone's too busy to deal with the conflict. And, and you look at DeSantis, you look at, at, at Trump, you don't want someone who's always going to be trying to pick a fight with someone. And you said about Nikki being a healer in, in South Carolina after the shooting and with the Confederate flag and everything that she has done as governor and as the ambassador to the UN and none of it, there's no story where she's out there picking fights with people just to pick a fight. 
And I think that that's what we need, right? As a mom, I know as a mom, we teach our kids respect. Yes. This is this is terrible. But I mean, I tell my older kids, my normal, my motto with them is just don't be an asshole. Yes. Right. I mean, and it's like, there's no other way for me to say it, like be a good person. Well, what does that mean? Just don't be an asshole because I am because all they hear is the nastiness Mm -hmm. and the name calling and you see it on Twitter and you hear it on on all the different social media channels. Right. And and it almost like Trump's behavior almost uh, almost fostered more bullying. Right. The amount of kids that have issues and they have they have anxiety. And well, why is that? Because the whole world feels like it's rattled and it's nasty. And just like he gave them permission. That was exactly it. He gave that. So now you have an adult who's Mm -hmm. supposedly the leader. He's the president. He got elected president. He has all this money and everyone looks up to him like he's a Kardashian now. Right. Of, oh, look at how famous and how popular and how wealthy I can be. By being a jerk, I, well, that's that's actually not the lesson I want my kids to know, and and so I think it would be really nice to have someone in office who is a strong leader, but leads with compassion and yes. leads with understanding and leads with knowledge of of people of of actually knowing what people need and want to fill their souls to fill their homes with most important thing to everyone is right. Keeping a roof over your head, food on the table, the meat and potato issues. Do people want to get home after a day of being rattled and watch the news and all of the nastiness and hatred that goes on? It's like, I can't watch news after five o'clock at night because I'm like, oh oh my God, I can't go to sleep then. (laughs) I know. My husband's like, turn it off. (laughs) Like I can't. But I I know exactly what you're saying, you know, and my husband and I were talking yesterday. I'm like, why does he have to pick on this poor court court clerk? What has she done to anybody? He's attacking her appearance. Yes. What does that teach people? What does that teach teenagers who who think this is okay? This is this. Let me tell anybody listening and any teenagers, it's not okay, right? Just be a decent human being. And like you said, don't be an asshole. It's as simple as it's that. It's simple. I'm forgetting her name. The woman who, who pressed charges against him for sexual assault, right? And his comment was, I wouldn't touch that. Right? Oh, oh, Mike, why do you think anyone would ever want to touch you? Exactly. (laughs) That was my first thought. That was my first thought. Let me tell you, I don't know if you saw, but I, because I sat here and and watched his whole deposition and I took notes because I forget things, right? (laughs) I'm getting older. I forget things. And I was disgusted. Like, I don't want this man to be our president. I just don't. I want America to have a president we can be proud of. And like you said, one that has compassion, one that knows what she's doing, (laughs) one that will stand up to our enemies and not cower, one that has walked the walk and talk the talk. She's done it in South Carolina. She did it when she was ambassador. And that is why we need a president, Nikki Haley. Exactly. And you know, it, it has nothing to do. I was interviewed a while back about her being a woman. Well, right. What is that? No. And I'm like, look, for me, it's important because I only because I think that she has a different level of understanding mm-hmm. that a lot of the men, listen, the men have been screwing up this country 
for all of these years. Yep. Why don't we let it be a woman now? Right. It has it has nothing to do with her gender. It has to do with her capability. Exactly. The fact that she's a woman adds on an extra component of understanding and compassion that these guys haven't had. But if we can't get it right with these guys, let's do something else and change the course and 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 that's the only reason I think it's pre- I mean, other than the fact I've got three daughters and I think you right. know, this is an amazing role model. But, right. but that but exactly. her her being a woman isn't the reason that I'm supporting her. Right. Her being exactly. a woman is kind of like it goes along yeah, in line bonus. with everything else. It's just a bonus. Yeah. It's like the icing and cherry on top for me. But it, it's yeah. not the it's not the core of why I'm supporting her. Exactly. And and, you know, I say I I've said it before that. Nikki Haley makes it very easy to be her biggest cheerleader, right? She gives you everything you need. You you have nothing that I I see nothing negative in her camp that, that I, that there's no reason I can't be. I never have, I had a moment where I've had to go, Oh no, never. Have I ever. No, she's not going to embarrass you. It's not (laughs) at all. (laughs) huge bonus in my book, (laughs) you know, so I, I have never had that ad had a moment like that and, and never do I fear I will. Right. And that's, I don't have to hold my breath. I just don't. Which is so nice for a change, right? For a change, not being like, what is she going to say? What is this candidate that I'm supporting going to say that might mm-hmm. embarrass me or might make me feel uncomfortable or someone on either side of the aisle? I mean, I've had candidates here in Massachusetts that I love and I have supported and I and are close friends of mine. And then all of a sudden they say something or they do something and I'll get texts from people on both sides. Like, what the yeah. hell is that? And I'm like, eeks, I... I have no idea. I don't know. Sometimes people screw up. <laughs> right, right. And but she's but she's not like that. And and it's so for me, it's super exciting for the first time since I first voted for president a million then one years ago to have someone who I am so excited to work for, to campaign for that I can talk about with with the level of enthusiasm that I do, because I never thought that this was ever going to happen. I was kind of like, oh, I'm just going to hold my nose again and whatever, you know, like I'll vote for whoever the nominee is. But she is she is so exciting. And I'm so happy to have all of you in New Hampshire right next door to kind of partner with and to live vicariously. through. And your we're state. so happy to have you. <laughs> this is great. I love it. Well, Massachusetts is an interesting place. Again, our our unenrolled can vote. And I'll tell you, I have Democratic friends who text me and say, Nikki Mm -hmm. Haley is amazing. Right. And so that to me, I think, speaks volumes because, again, like I said, at the end of the day, it's the Super Bowl you need to win. And she needs to get through the primaries and through the caucuses. And I think once she's on the other side of that, the the White House is hers. And, and that is super exciting to just have someone who's competent and smart and awake and not sleeping at the wheel and not yelling at people and calling people <laughs> names. Yes. You know, pick pick which side. I mean, right. Right. <laughs> pick, exactly. Pick, pick which 80 year old is there that I is incompetent. Know. So <laughs> I hear you there. <laughs> 
so true. Uh, well, Kim, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you will come back and I hope that I can get some other other New Hampshire women who are doing Women for Nikki in New Hampshire to come on the show with me and talk about all the great efforts you guys have and, and how wonderful our candidate is. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's so great to see you. Excellent. Greeting you too. And that is Kim Rice. She is co-chair of Women for Nikki in New Hampshire, doing an amazing job up there, but also has walked the walk and talked the talk, as she said, by putting herself out there and running for office, which is what I encourage everyone to get out and do and support good people to run for office. That could be your sister, your mother, your cousin, your best friend, your neighbor, doesn't matter. But make sure that there are people that you trust and you've shared the same values and morals with that are out there running, just like Kim and I are doing here with these women who are running for office. So thank you for being here with me on Political Contessa today. I'm Jennifer Nassour. I'm your Political Contessa. Stay happy, healthy, and safe. Thanks so much for listening to Political Contessa. For all the ways to listen and to get the inside scoop on what's happening in center-right politics for women like us, head over to politicalcontessa.com. Contessa.com.